after you figure out where you are, when you want to be, you have to figure out why your big, big, big why, like, why is it time for you to start making those changes? Living a healthy, balanced life as a mom can sometimes feel impossible. With tiny mouths to feed, butts to wipe, and so many things vying for our attention, it can be easy to feel like we're in an on-again, off-again relationship with healthy living. But it doesn't have to feel this way. I believe every mom is a super mom, and you deserve to feel like one too, and you don't have to go on another diet to do it. Join me, Kristen Dovniak, holistic nutritionist and certified intuitive eating counselor for conversations on what it means to live a healthy, balanced life. I want to help you uncomplicate eating, improve your relationship with food, and live like the supermama I know you are. Hey friends, Kristen here. Welcome back to the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. This episode is for any woman who has ever felt stuck in her life. Any woman who has ever felt like she wanted to make a change, like where she is now isn't where she wants to be, but she doesn't know how to get to the next step. It's for the woman who has hit her rock bottom moment or feels like she might be on the verge of really truly needing a change in her life. Today, I'm sharing a conversation that I had with Emma Gilmet, who's the founder and main gal over at Inner Power, a personal growth platform designed to inspire and create opportunity to women of all backgrounds to go out there and conquer anything they set their mind to. At the same time, it allows them to reflect and encourages them to implement significant changes within their life. Emma is an accredited life coach, a speaker, a soon-to-be self-published author, but most importantly, a woman who's been lost and unsure of her future not too long ago. Emma's background is what inspired her to ultimately go after her life coach accreditation. Growing up in the southeast of Europe, in a country where roots sink deep and still thrives on the rigid mentality that a woman is only as good as the household she runs, she knew from a young age she was different, but she struggled nonetheless to figure out what the future held. Life as a military wife and a new mom came with its own set of challenges she wasn't prepared to tackle. She didn't have the tools or skills to do it. Throughout the journey towards self-awareness and personal growth, she studied the mind profusely and went through rigorous mindset shifts herself in order to live life on her own terms. She implemented all of the tools and skills she learned in her own life and realized she can help so many women like her by sharing her experience. Friends, I think that you will find Emma's journey inspirational and the tips she shares really tangible in order to make a change in your life whatever that might be she shared some of the parts of her past that were really difficult her own rock bottom moment in her life her struggles with food and her body and how she shifted her mindset to get to the positive and empowered place that she's in now i'm so excited for you to listen to this episode so let's dig in Hey, Emma, welcome to the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. I am so excited to have you on. I think you have an incredible story, and I can't wait for you to share it with my listeners. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I've been admiring all your tips and tricks and actually implementing in in my life, and I'm just so happy to get to chat with all the listeners about everything mindset and 
healthy, intuitive eating and everything that has to do with just changing our lives for the better. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's jump in. I already shared your bio, but I would love for you to just share your story with us. So who are you and what inspired you to start Inner Power? Awesome. So, well, first and foremost, I'm a woman who's dealing with probably a lot of stuff that most women are dealing, but um, I am a stay-at-home mom, I'm a military wife, and um, about a year ago, after a big transition in my life and personal growth and development, I decided to get my life coach um, accreditation because it's something that I had to um, work through and it just take, taking that course and doing all the stuff had helped me so much in my personal life and um, just personal development and changing my mindset. But um, I should also so mention that I am an immigrant who was not born and raised in the U.S. I was born in Romania and I actually came to the U.S. about fifth, almost 15 years ago. And um, I came, it was, I came uh, for a long, long time, to be completely honest, I had no idea what um, I wanted to do with my life. Um, military uh, life also kind of makes you yield a little bit of your dreams to whatever your significant other does which is very important and I'm very proud of what he does for a living but absolutely I had to give up a little bit of my um, life so to say because we move so much so um, um, after a pretty much a low low moment or um, collection of moments in my life um, I was feeling lost I actually in a moment of I don't know you know when you reach rock bottom I was at the bottom of my stairs um, having one of those super high intense anxiety moments where you lose your breath and you had no idea why <laughs> I honestly literally it came out of nowhere um, I my leg my my head was between my knees and I was trying to breathe and I'm like okay something's gotta give so I started this process of um, taking self self development courses um, just started with my own mindset as to why I'm feeling this way uh, what has brought this on. And there always needs to be an introspection. And then I kind of looked around and didn't see a good community around that, around me, around me, around um, self-development, um, mindset, uh, just try to be better overall. And I know as women, we we try super hard, but um, so I... That's that's where inner power was created. I just wanted to have a community where women feel empowered to to grow, to go after what they want, to embrace 
what they call flaws, but they're really strengths, you know, and just to gain a little bit of their power back that I feel like a lot of us sometimes give up for the greater cause, someone would say, (laughs) but I don't know if that's the case. So, yeah, I'm very, very excited to be on this journey. And it's absolutely a journey. I don't see it as I'm going somewhere. I'm just excited to be on this journey and just to help as many women and reach out as much as I can to, you know, empower, I guess. Mm, I love that. Was there a time or maybe like a trigger that you started noticing this happening. And you said there's sort of a transition that you went through where you got to this like rock bottom moment where yes. you were super so, anxious. Um, what led to that? I've always, I mean, maybe it's my roots. Um, if you're not doing something and you're not producing something, you don't have value type of thing. Mm. And um, it didn't matter what I did, but there was never a time where I didn't do something. Um, So um, I had a marketing business and after a long discussion, because um, I don't know if that was the best choice, but the choice that I made at the time was to give it up and just to fully focus on being a stay-at-home mom and I didn't realize at the time that I kind of lost my footing you know how you have your feet on you know you kind of that was your balance and then you kind of kick something from under you and I I literally had no idea how to manage just being a stay-at-home mom in the beginning it was great we went on a lot of adventures we we did a lot of stuff um but it just with time i kind of went got into a place where i couldn't find motivation because it was just not i didn't feel like that was my purpose and my passion i adore my son like i don't think there's anything i would rather do just to be able to be with him and just to see him grow up like, I I love being a stay-at-home mom, but I also felt like something was lost in me, for sure. So that was kind of what led to um, my big anxiety moment. And it also, just I should probably mention that I didn't have a lot of community around me that we could talk about this stuff I mean we have absolutely I have amazing friends and they all understand me but they all come with their own set of uh, you know responsibilities ideas stuff like that and um, my husband was gone a lot the only thing that I'm grateful for is that just by him being gone it kind of helped me focus a lot on my own stuff, what I had to fix, um, continually fixing. If, because I do believe that it's a lifelong journey to for you to continuously be better, you know. And um, yeah, it 
it absolutely led to that. I should mention like throughout this whole thing, um, and it's this is in my background too. It's that I had a really really bad relationship with food um, because um, mainly some limiting beliefs that I kind of took upon myself of being looking a certain way is what is beautiful or stuff like that it's actually when I was little not little but you know when in a young girl's mind we always want to look like our, our mom and my mom has a pretty much a different body type and one time I was looking in the mirror and I'm like why can't I have those legs just like you know, women with long legs, it didn't matter anything else, like nothing else mattered. It's just that I had bigger legs than she did. And um, she said, well, because you look like your dad's side of the family. But what I heard was I, I don't look like her. And I did everything in my power, pretty much my whole life, just to be skinnier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, any diet, you name it, I've tried it. Um, I've also became an emotional eater where I would, when I was stressed, I would literally binge everything Mm -hmm. and then I felt guilty. So throughout this whole process, I can tell you that, and I actually wanted to thank you about you putting a name on it. Um, You said beautiful balance and I was just like, because oh. <laughs> I, I mean I think everybody should look for that in their life you know mm. just to get a beautiful beautiful um, balance so um, yeah that's you know it always has to go somewhere where you know there's a saying and I always go down to that it's like nobody changes or sees that they need to change until they get tired of their own bs mm-hmm. yeah no yeah. oh, for sure i mean i can see the same thing in my food journey i wasn't ready to change until i was ready to change and i think that's it's really a really important thing to point out and we don't necessarily yeah. need a rock bottom moment but we all have that moment where we realize that something is I mean, not the I way it needs to be. <laughs> absolutely. Rock bottom is different for everybody. That's true. Yeah. It's just a matter of you looking at yourself from a different lens and being like, whoa, that's the person. That's that's who I am. That's where I am. Okay, that's not where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh my gosh, I I think you are hitting the nail on the head with so many so many experiences that I think a lot of women that I know and moms that listen might experience and feeling in their life and might not be able to put a name on yeah. it or just that feeling of maybe you know loving their kids and wanting to be the best mom they can for their kids but Absolutely. realizing that they want something more and that it's okay if you want something yes. more whether Everything that is a hobby is or a career or <laughs> yeah Absolutely there's nothing wrong you're not selfish and that's what I 
that's the other thing. And I think I was pushing it down for the longest because I thought, oh, my God, I'm being selfish by by wanting more than my son, which I wished for him for so long. He's literally a dream come true for me. But um, that doesn't mean that you can't want more because you have so much more to offer. Mm -hmm. You know, you're a mom, but you're also so many other things, you know, so many other things. Sometimes it comes to mind, like some women, maybe, I don't know, but some women kind of let themselves go when they become moms, you know, and I say, no, like, do do your best to like, keep up, like do the things you love. If you if before you had a child, you love doing your hair, doing your nails, all the stuff, like, keep doing that, like, don't lose yourself in becoming a mom because you're so much more yeah i think there's those like two sides of the spectrum where we're trying to live up to an expectation that might not even be there and then there's the side where we're just like oh whatever i'll just let myself go completely and you know let myself go can mean so many different things but yeah if you're not doing those things for you if you're not showing up for yourself then you're not going to be able to show up the best you can for your family for your child so it's so so important yes and also I mean you have you are an example for them you know like I it, it all comes down to self-respect, self-love, and it shows up like your kids are sponges. They will absolutely do what you do and they don't do what you say. They do what you do, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you do want to be a great mom, it starts with self-love and self-respect and keeping the promises that you make to yourself, whether it's um, feeling good in your body um, and not feel guilty about the stuff that you put in it so if you do eat that donut enjoy the heck out of that donut Mm -hmm. you know like don't don't think about why did I do that just be present you know and mindful yeah oh my gosh I love it (laughs) so I want to kind of take a step back and I want to dig into what life was like for you before this so what was life like Growing up, so you grew up in southeastern Europe, so yes, a very different upbringing than many Absolutely. women here in the U.S. So, how did that play out in your life and in your story and the expectations of women there? Yeah. So, well, first of all, it's like if I think about just kind of growing up in two different environments. Well, growing up in in a different environment than I am right now. Uh, I think about it all, think about uniformity and conformity, which here it's all about expression and individualism. And uh, back there, it's all about being in line with what you are asked and requested of you, listening to your parents, you know, emotions, feelings, mindset. It was never discussed. I mean, it could be that I'm, we're obviously a different generation that what it's coming up right now. Uh, and, but absolutely, I did feel like, wow, and this is 
it goes back to my own mindset and what I've had to overcome because my dad dealt with alcoholism his whole life and the stuff that I saw in my in my home were definitely part of my journey and my um, insecurities and my um, but um, also the way women are treated they're just expected they're expected to to give everything up for um, their family and it's a beautiful sacrifice that we make but I also see um, women like my mom in their 50s who are not independent and I love my mom with all my heart she, and she, I'm so grateful just to have her in my life and to be honest I've made peace with what my dad had to deal with and deal with on continual basis but the point is is that my mom is simply just doesn't really have choices. She just kind of life, you know, that saying is like life happens to you and you kind of just roll over. Mm. Like that's kind of how I see a lot of women um, in Romania living. So here it's like, by golly, you have choices. You if you don't like the outcome that this is going to um, like have like this is going to go to then you you turn around and make a different choice mm-hmm. and i feel like in romania you're not even raised believing that or just like i said women are raised to yield or if they do grow up they absolutely have to um, follow a pattern, um, act a certain way, or they're not, they're not good members of society. I mean, clearly you have to have a moral compass anywhere you go, but it's just a very traditional, deep and stiff roots that are, and, you know, you're just judged if you're different, pretty much, is what I'm getting to. So for me, growing up and with all my insecurities of coming from a broken family, of I have to act a certain way to be accepted, but I felt like deep down inside that was not the case. I just wanted to be different and not follow a certain pattern that will get me to whatever, marriage, kids, which is a beautiful thing. And I'm so happy being married, having a child. But I also wanted to follow my own way, you know. So um, I, after a year of college and the other thing that led me to come here, I realized that literally my mom was getting into debt to pay for a school that I hated (laughs) because back then, and I don't know, I think nowadays too, um, parents in Romania literally pay for you up until pretty much you get married. (laughs) It's a very different culture. It's a very different culture. But also they expect you 
to move them into your home and care for them when you're old. Mm-hmm. Like I said, different, absolutely different culture. Some of these stuff I keep to my heart very dearly and just the respect that I grew up with and I think some of it is a little bit lost. Um, but um, some of these stuff I absolutely think it needs to go. As um, women, I don't think we have to yield to anybody. I'm pretty much sure that we can do anything a man can or more or if not everything we can do it a different way better <laughs> not to go in any type of sexist way but um i'm just very grateful to be a woman <laughs> mm. we have an opportunity to grow like you said and to share our own strengths and our own gifts with the world. And if we grow up in a society or a home that doesn't encourage that, I understand feeling discouraged and feeling like there's no other way. So when did you kind of start to break free from this? When did you start to realize that there was another way and you could start to embrace your your own dreams? And how did this kind of influence the choices you made? So... Well, I've always been like one of those like deep thinkers, wanderers. Like I always liked even growing up to find out why something happens the way it does. Like I'm not a, a big technology geek or any of those stuff I just I I always wanted to find a deeper meaning and things so um I think I mean I've always been that kind of person what if I do this what if I do this and at that moment it's not like I didn't I literally had the um option of staying in school um and then moving to the states um, so, I I thought that if I wanted to make a change in my life, I had to start with making the big, big choice of clearly taking a step in the other direction. But, um, uh, I, I, to be completely honest, uh, this whole, uh, self-love has been pretty much a 10 year journey for me, if not more, because, um. I don't think I've started to grasp the reality of accepting yourself and loving yourself until I I was about 25. And starting from there, because of all my my um, past insecurities and traumas, it's been an absolute back and forth. And it literally came down to about a year and a half ago when um, I actually started to take action. Because before then, it I've always read self-help books. I've always, but like you said, I wasn't ready. You know, mm-hmm. I've always kind of did a little bit of work, but not digging to where it was the most painful stuff. Like you have to actually dig deep. Like you have to ask yourself, who are you and how did you get here? You have to have some deep deep introspection and like what what made you who you are was it 
your own beliefs or where is it your past traumas and are you still stuck in those traumas you know mm. and this comes down to food this comes down to relationships you can literally apply this in any area of your life you know that you would probably want to change or and I feel like people are scared of that word change mm -hmm. I don't know why because it requires work we have to do something to change think, yeah so yeah. that's why I would start a little bit like start the change but pretty much when the going get tough you get kind of ah uh, I was comfortable why did I start this in the first place type mm -hmm. of thing yeah so up until I got to a point where I'm like okay either you keep going on this path and you end up I don't know a very miserable person or you go take the steps necessary and yes it absolutely I want to say they they were heart-wrenching some of the stuff that some some of the um, exercises that I did but I also think that uh, it helped me grow stronger like so much stronger it helped me realize that um, some of the stuff that happened to me you cannot change but you can learn something from it you know yeah oh I think that so much growth comes when you realize that you can learn something from every situation whether it's good or it's bad and we've got to get uncomfortable and sometimes in order to not sometimes most of the time <laughs> in order to yes. make changes so would you share maybe some of those steps some of those first steps you took after you got to this kind of rock bottom moment and you're like okay I'm ready to make a change what were those first steps that you took in order to move forward okay so um I mean, it's not like I invented the wheel because it's clearly uh, already made. And what I'm going to say, it's probably been said a million times. But um, it, it came down to first, you literally have to figure out where you are and who you are, which at that point, I wasn't even sure anymore, you know, so it, you literally have to maybe take a piece of paper and write down every single thing that comes to mind about who you are in this moment, good, bad, ugly, the scary, you have to point it and put it down. It's kind of like your GPS map is like, I am here and I want to get to here. So you, you need those two points. And then from here, you kind of have to take those step backwards as to, so if, point pinpoint where you are and then probably the second thing would be where do you want to be and who do you want to be as a person like or if if it helps women relate to this better is what do I want to be remembered for or what kind of legacy I want to leave behind um or who am I or who do I want to be for my kids? Because being just a mom and for women who literally enjoy that, there's no shame in, in that. There's beauty in that. Um, and that's what I, I 
I actually want to break the stigma of women like comparing each other and thinking because you do this, you're better or because I do this, I'm better. No, I think everybody has a different path, you know. So the other thing is after you figure out where you are, when you want to be, you have to figure out why your big, big, big why, like why is it time for you to start making those changes? Because you're going to start those changes. And that was my biggest mistake when back in the past, when I started to work on myself 10 years ago was I never figure out why I needed to make these changes, these changes. And when the going gets tough, you always go back to your why. Like always go back to why did I start this in the first place? But that why needs to be deep. Like there's a, an exercise that I do and it's going to be in my course. It's called seven layers deep. Like you keep asking yourself why until you get to that really deep 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 why 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 this needs to change and when you look at that I mean I cried like a baby when I realized and I'm gonna share something that I wasn't necessarily planning on sharing is that my big why is that I really don't want to grow up in a broken household and I don't want to go back to where I was mm. like it doesn't it it has nothing to do with geography it just has everything to do with not having control of your life and not knowing if today is going to be an er erratic night or today is going to we're going to act like nothing happened which was the case for the way I grew up and that's my big why and that I, I saw that in myself because that's what I was exposed to mm -hmm. if you can understand yeah it's easy okay. to go back to what we know and yes. we need to be intentional if we want to change for yes. sure yeah so it all comes down to why and then clearly you can't dream. You can't just let that dream. You need to make a plan. And just, and there's another saying that I say all the time is knowledge is not power. Execution is power. So mm. taking a small step every single day, it might be a minuscule step. It might be a, all that you can do today is be grateful for what you have. But that's a good step in the right direction and count it as a step forward, you know. Um, so every single day you need to take a step towards your goal or towards who you want to be or where you want to get to in life. So those are parts of the stuff that I did. And again, I'm still a work in progress. And if anybody tells me they're where they want to be, I say, girl, just pick a new goal and start over because mm -hmm. I, I don't think we ever need to stop improving, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of women feel stuck where they are and feel like 
you know, maybe it's the life situation they're in. I know, you know, you talk about being a military wife and that being, you know, your husband does incredible work in this world. It's an incredible, important job that is deserving of super, super high respect. I'm not in the military. I can't even imagine. And we need people to to serve our country, to protect us. But as the spouse, then that means you give up some things, right? So you you need moving from place to place and, you know, needing to create a new community wherever you are. And so whether it's a similar situation like that, where you're like, okay, I have to lean into this situation. I think it is about leaning into it rather than feeling stuck in it. Or another area, you may be needing to work when you really want to be at home and, you know, there's so many different situations or, or life events, you know, where I think women can really feel stuck and just the encouragement of knowing that maybe this is your life situation, but you can always make a change. So little true. steps, so step true. by step in a different direction. Maybe it doesn't all change entirely. You're not going to just be, not become a military wife. Somebody might not just quit their job if they're not financially able to or whatever it is, but you can still make small steps so I think that's really powerful and you just knowing that you have a choice and I don't know if some women don't acknowledge that or they're scared of that choice you know sometimes we like to and I'm not saying that we like it's just sometimes it's easier to kind of grasp onto the victim mentality like this is the cards that I'm dealt with, I'm just going to fold, you know? So, um, the, the point is, is that you can always change your, or shift your, and I, I'm also like, I was just saying this the other day, it's that sometimes we just need to change the way we look at things, you know, just put a different lens on. It's, it's like something, sometimes your burdens are blessings, like whatever you think of that, for example, I was, I, I mean, I, sometimes I would blame my husband for putting me in a situation that I have to choose between this and this, or um, have to leave my friends or be so far away from my family. But the truth is, is that look at where I get to live. And I get to see new places every couple of years. I get to meet new people. You you got to look at it from a different perspective, you mm. know? Yeah, I think that is so powerful, taking a step back and just looking at things in a different way. Because there's always, there's always another side to things. Thing, I mean, we can always, always, always focus on the negative. There will always be negative things we can focus on. Mm-hmm. If not in your family, like look at your friends, look at what they're going through, look at your family. Um, there will always, but gosh, it takes work to, to, and you gotta keep looking for gratitude. Like if you look for things to be grateful for, they will absolutely show up in your life. If you don't, and it's kind of like, what you think you become, you know, I mean, again, I've told you this before, I did not invent this wheel. (laughs) So what I say, it's nothing new. It's just, it made such an impact in my life. And I've been told that 
a lot of women need to hear this and especially a lot of military women and I just I don't know if I'm the one to tell them but if I help somebody then it absolutely makes my day you know mm-hmm. I think we need to hear things over and over again before they stick <laughs> and sometimes it's just like you said it's the right time. We never know when that right time is. We might not be ready. We might not have been ready to hear it yesterday, but we're ready to hear it today. And now's the yeah. day to move forward and to make a change in whatever area it is in our lives. If we are feeling stuck, if we are feeling like we are not living the life we want to live and we're not the woman that we want to be. So I'm curious about how, when this shift started happening in your relationship with food, you said that, you know, you kind of struggled with wanting to look a certain way. You struggled with dieting and binging. When did things start to shift for you in this whole self-development journey? Um, I've always, I'm, I'm, I've always loved food. And to be honest, growing up, I was one of those lucky people who, ate mainly fresh food out of necessity. And this is where the shift between cultures happened. Um, In Romania, honestly, everybody I know has either parents, grandparents that live in the country in a farm. So I grew up with fresh vegetables and clearly it's, Uh, economically it's a poor country but those vegetables were fresh whether we ate potatoes nonstop and pork those potatoes and that pork was raised by my grandma or grew by my grandma and I also would like to mention that I, I did grow up working in my grandma's garden so I I know the beauty of growing your own food so I've always always appreciated farm to table and what it means to actually create your own dish from something that you made or you know where it's grown rather than a can, for example, you know? Um, So I've always had that, but my problem all were all um, in my mind. (laughs) They all had to do with mindset, but and it all also had to do with exposure, I'll be honest with you. Like what I was exposed when I moved to the United States were things that I haven't even tried on. Like, I'll be completely honest, and this, this will probably be shocking, but, well, maybe not, because I hadn't had an, an avocado before I moved to the States. Mm-hmm. And I actually didn't like it the first time. <laughs> so, and now I'm kind of a avocado aficionado like I literally put it on everything like sweet <laughs> savory it doesn't matter I'll, I'll take it um, and pretty much the same with my mom is after she started visiting me is when she started tasting more things it, it was kind of different but my relationship with food started changing when I started to realize the pattern that I was getting myself into is um, like I said before I was an emotional eating so I would eat healthy for a while and feel good about myself and then celebrate with something so 
silly as, I don't know, cake or whatever, but then I would feel so guilty about eating that, that I would feel like I took like 12 steps back. And that's not true. That's not mm-hmm. true at all. So that's where the intuitive eating comes to play is that it's okay to have your cake and eat it too type mm-hmm. of thing. It's, I don't know, embrace to, it's okay to embrace all the foods, I think, you know, like, obviously, I am a big proponent of respecting your body and treating it with love and putting things into it that nourish it. But that was a big, like, up and down journey for me. It wasn't like a straight line. And I don't think it ever is, honestly. Mm. And who knows, and I can't speak for the future. I mean, I have the tools, so maybe now I can actually recognize the pattern, and that's probably the secret, is recognize the patterns that you do. Um, that if I do start going to a feel guilty mode, I can take a step back and uh, figure out. But again, it's not a straight line. The secret is that you you want to embrace it, you know? You wanna, you wanna change it, and you have to feel ready for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much of it is mindset. It's really not about the food at all. It's not about the type of foods we eat. It's about our feelings we have about the food and the and ourselves related to the food. That guilt and that shame behind eating certain foods. And like part of intuition is learning what foods feel good and what foods nourish us. And it's okay to eat those foods and to embrace those foods, but we don't need to feel guilty when we eat the foods that might not be as nutrient dense but like you said in the beginning you just you enjoy it and I love hearing that your your journey to you know moving through this anxiety and this place of feeling stuck really kind of helped you move to a more positive place with food without really changing anything about your eating it was really just changing your mindset and I think that's absolutely so so powerful yeah. And recognizing that your body does tell you the things that it likes. Mm-hmm. Like it it speaks to you. And before and a lot of people choose to ignore that, you know, some of the symptoms. And I mean, everybody has a choice. Clearly, we all make choices in our life. And um what you put in your body absolutely will either help you. It's one of those things you either spend your money on feeling good or you spend your money on medicine, (laughs) you know? I mean, it's, yeah, because clearly food is medicine. So, um, I absolutely, um, but also, I do believe in having, um, like you said, a beautiful balance where if you do feel like eating that cake, absolutely. And I always come back to cake because that was like sugar was probably my biggest um, thing that I had to overcome that I 
I was addicted to it, but I always, always, always felt guilty for eating it. So it's okay to indulge. And that's where I had to, I'm very rigid in personality and flexibility is something that I absolutely had to learn, you know? Mm. Yeah, I mean, the more we restrict ourselves, the more we feel like, you know, something like sugar is an addiction that we can't get ourselves away from. And then we start to allow it without guilt, then we start to notice that, hey, I can actually have this and not feel like it's, you know, it has power over me, but that this is just something I'm enjoying and that sugar is okay. I mean, eating sugar all day, every day, well, that's where intuition comes in. Does that really feel good? And most people find that that doesn't feel good. And then we learn to eat the foods that feel good. And then things like cake are just not a big deal anymore. Yes, I agree. I think I gave cake too much power. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. (laughs) We, We do. I mean, it in, oh my gosh, so many ways. There was, there were so many foods that I can think of that I gave way too much power in my life. And I think a lot of times when women are in this early stage of finding freedom with food, they can feel a little bit of, a little bit out of control when they're learning to allow, to give themselves that freedom. And that often doesn't last very long. Once we start tuning in, we realize what feels good and what doesn't. But what we don't realize is we are out of control when we're letting food have power over us. (laughs) We have the power to choose what feels good in our bodies, whether it be cake or kale or avocados or whatever it is. All of those are okay. Um, We have that, we have that choice though. We don't need to let food have that control over us the same with I used to do the same with working out and that's where I had to like I said get in and and learn to be flexible where if I don't work out and my body really requires a break one day I I do it without feeling guilty you know Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah it's so huge yeah with food with working out with self-care and allowing yeah. ourselves. I mean, really, our whole conversation is about really caring for ourselves and um, embracing that, you know, we can change and we can grow and we can take that time to embrace our inner power. And that includes taking care of ourselves. But I think oftentimes we have this idea in our head of what it looks like and we have to let go of what that looks like and allow ourselves to just listen to what our body needs. Absolutely. Major connection between body and mind. Like what? Yeah, you got to listen to what? Yeah, what your intuition says, like you said. Mm. Yeah. And I think that kind of leads me into something that I know you're passionate about talking about. And I really want to dig into because this has been a personal struggle for me, for sure. And that's that concept, this concept of being busy in our lives versus being productive and how this can be a really powerful mindset for mindset for women a power, mindset shift was what I was trying to say <laughs> mindset shift for women <laughs> um, in order to help them start you know embracing living this life they want to live yeah which it's funny because my mm, my biggest thing will be chunking. So what you did is literally chunked two words (laughs) and made it into one. But um, yes, absolutely. We, 
we have lists over lists over lists. And unfortunately, um, just because the way our, our brain is wired, we never take on the big stuff. We always, we're always like, okay, I can do this. And you take on a lot of small stuff that take up a lot of your time. And that's kind of just making you busy, but not accomplishing it as much. So pretty much the secret is chunking it down to what takes the least of your time, 20% of your time that will give you 80% of your results. Mm. So, and for me, I, I felt like I never have t had time to do the things that I love before my son woke up. So I would struggle to do all of those things with him. And it, it was not a pleasant experience because I have a toddler. Um, so it was either journaling or working out or just having a moment of peace. Um, I mean, clearly nothing out of my house, but doing the stuff that um, I needed to do to stay, start my day on the right mindset. Um, so for me, what was huge was a good example of chunking was just waking up an hour earlier than my son or two hours earlier, whatever you need to do. And pretty much that... 20% of my time gave me 80% of the results I was asking for. Um, so I can do all the stuff that I needed to do before he wakes up. And then I can focus my attention and I have the energy and the positive mindset to start a day the way I want to start it and not wake up frazzled. And um, it comes down with the same. If you are... Uh, if we're talking about eating uh, and you are a person who figure, he has to figure out what to eat um, when you're hungry, you're going to reach out for the cake or the not unhealthy option. If you're trying to be healthier and mindful, uh, food prep would be chunking for you, which, um, you know, you take an hour or two out of your Sunday and prep that, which would be 20% of your time will give you 80% of the results. Mm. It's all about that prioritizing and making time and for those things that are absolutely. important. <laughs> you, you have to, yeah, you have to prioritize and think of, and you also have to make, make a list of the things that you're doing and realize which one of these stuff are you you're doing because you want to? Or are you doing it? Does it help you in um, your goal or your quest or whatever you need to do? Um, I was a serial procrastinator. Like I could spend hours on social media. And truth be told, one chunking for me was. At one point, I had to get Instagram off my phone because that's what I had to do. That that gave me 80% of the results. Um, 
I, I have it back on, but I'll be honest with you. It's all the way, you know how you have apps, it's all the way in the back. So I just don't see it on the first page. And it kind of became a habit where now it's not an issue anymore. But in, in the beginning, I was kind of looking for it. And I was just so happy that it kind of gave me that, why why do you, why are you doing it? Like, it gave me that time to be like, why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. But um, you just got to think about, you got to be mindful in, in everything you do. So if you spend your day running around with your chick, like with a chicken with its head cut off, you got to figure out what are the stuff you are doing and why are you doing them? And is there something that you can, like I said, chunk together that will give you 80% of the results? Whether, you know, if you're scrambling to work out and you don't have a sitter, just talk to a friend and maybe switch. I I don't know. Whatever the situation might be, you know? Yeah, there's always a solution. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Or we do it at home. Again, um, working out is absolutely, for me, it's, it's changed the way I look at my body because that's the other thing before I was so stuck on the food or lack thereof. Um, but since I started adding, um, training or walking or any type of movement, I've just felt so much more free. And you know, that exercising releases dopamine in the brain and it just gives you that good feeling and for me it also makes me feel strong which is so empowering you know yeah focusing on how you feel and how your body feels and what your body can do for you rather than focusing on changing it or you know restricting or whatever yeah so powerful for sure so then what are your I love the idea of I love the idea of chunking and putting things together so that you're giving it 20% of your effort and getting more results. Do you have any more tips on how women can be more productive overall and maybe figure out what's important to them and so they can kind of prioritize those things? So you talked about it's important to figure out what you what, what it is that you're doing now. How do they then figure out what they I don't like to put shoulds on things, but what they might want to do in order to kind of move forward in their lives. Yeah. So um, like I mentioned before, the main thing is figure out exactly where you are. So if 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 you figure out where you want to be and you still spend a lot of time procrastinating is pretty much because you either are not exactly sure of that's the place that you want to go to or you're not exactly sure of the steps. So the main thing is, like I said, this you always, always have to have a plan. And a plan comes with steps. And the steps need to be a realistic. It needs to be a realistic goal. Like, for example, if you're a woman that's in a, a job that's unfulfilling and you really dream about changing or starting your own um, 
company or changing just your job, um, you gotta start with a plan that, like I said, it's realistic. Where do you want to work? Are they hiring? Um, and start backwards. Um, what do they need um, in order of a resume? Do you have what it, what it takes? Or if it comes down to uh, starting your own company, what's the first step I need to take? I mean, every single answer you need is pretty much on the internet, but you absolutely have to have a plan and have it make it realistic. Um, and the other thing is you have to have accountability. Um, so, and if we're talking about moms, like for every day, single thing, um, I think overall, like I said, we have to be mindful. We have to, what do you spend your time doing? Is it helping you? Is it moving the needle? Which is, you know, if, if, because you were saying that mom gets stuck. You have to do stuff that move the needle in the right direction for you. Um, so it's, for me, uh, if I'm being completely um, transparent here, I had no idea the business side of, um, or the techie stuff of what it takes to, um, create a website I literally had to learn it step by step on a YouTube tutorial but um, I did that or um, the other stuff I took courses on it and um, I that's one of those things is like you gain confidence through skill so if um, if there's something that you don't know how to do you you just start building your skill. It's it starts from scratch. It doesn't matter. Like just there's so much information out there that there's no way that you cannot um, focus on what's important. I know it's easier said than done, but you always go back to I think your why and. I, again, I hear a lot of my friends saying they're busy. I'm, be, I'm, I'm so busy. I have to um, run around, pick up my kid from school. Then I have to do dinner. And it, I, it all comes down to really looking down at the stuff you do and just kind of getting rid of the things that don't help you move in the right direction. Yeah. Oh, I like that. What are we doing now? And what is moving the needle? What is moving me forward in my life in where I want to be and what isn't? And then adjust yes. from there. Oh, I love that so much. Oh my gosh. So much wisdom. Oh, thank you so much for sharing your story and really kind of sharing how women can take those those steps to start to move forward and wherever they want to be in their life, whether it's, you know, their journey through with food or their career journey or anxiety or wherever they, they want to be in their life. Um, I think you have some incredible wisdom. So thank you for sharing all that. Thank you for, yeah, it's been a pleasure to be here and I absolutely love just 
talking to you and to anybody that's listening and telling them that they absolutely have a choice in anything they they want to take their life in whichever direction they want to take their life into mm-hmm. whether that's intuitive eating and i think it's such an important discussion that and you're you know just leading this revolution that i think women are actually waking up to the fact that diets are not sustainable mm-hmm. you know and you have to find something that is for the long run you know mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and all of us are different we're not meant to be the same weight body shape you know we're packaged in different packages different colors but they're all beautiful in their own way Mm, yeah totally I love it so now that we're kind of nearing the end of our time together I have three final questions I love to ask all of my guests So because I love to share food in a way that is joyful and I loved hearing about your upbringing and all the fresh foods that you got to enjoy and working at your grandma's farm, um, I think you might be a foodie at heart too. (laughs) So these are my my final three little questions. So the first one is what is your favorite thing to cook? Well, we love a good um, marinara. I'm not Italian or anything, but I love the idea of from scratch marinara that cooks for three or four hours or longer that just lets all the flavors come together and marry. And um, and so we love making that. I just say we because my husband loves to cook too. So I'm very lucky in that. Um, And I love making breakfast. That's one of my favorite and breakfast on the go, like a smoothie is, and I know this sounds very cheesy, but it's just hap- just makes me happy. It makes me happy to have a smoothie in my hand every single morning. And those are not really cooking. The other thing that I always make for my family is a, a meatball soup, which mm. is a lot of veggies and just, um, I make it with turkey. It's a turkey meatball. And luckily, my son loves it. There's a lot of staples that I really, really love. But um, I don't make them as often because um, as and I think I've adapt, adopted this um, quick, easy and tasty um, mentality since moving to the States. Um, but I love um uh cabbage rolls Mm. it's exactly as they sound it's just a really 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 yummy dish that um it's romanian and we have it for every holiday so it's just rice and meat and just rolled up in a cabbage and cooked together for a couple of hours and yes, those are the main stuff that we love making. My my son is in a taco kick. And while um, I love um, making it for him, it's definitely not my favorite dish. But we love tacos for sure at the moment. <laughs> 
That's so funny. I had um, another interview earlier today, and we were also talking about how both of our kids are on Taco Kicks, and they love, (laughs) they both love tacos. So I don't know, it's a kid thing. Tacos are in these days. Yeah. So funny. So then what is your favorite thing to order if you're going to go out to a restaurant or have someone else cook for you? You know, it's funny. I really love ordering salads. They always turn out 10 times better at a restaurant than what I would make (laughs) at home. I do not know why it's silly. I just love every time I go, I feel like I have to have a salad that's on the menu. Um, So I, that's something that I would not cook. I don't like or enjoy cooking. Like if I will eat green, I will probably put them in my smoothie. I'll be honest with you because for some reason, I don't know if it's, again, it's probably in my head, but I just don't think my salads taste the same as what I would have at a restaurant. Mm, there is something about a really good restaurant salad. It's so good. <laughs> just the combinations. Yeah. yeah, I love it. So the last question I have is, we've already talked about this a couple times, but we talk a lot about finding your beautiful balance. So going beyond obsessing over food or really any area of our life and finding nourishment and joy and pleasure in food and life. So what does your beautiful balance mean to you? Um, my beautiful balance is just loving what you put in your body and also treating it with respect, but also having the flexibility of enjoying going out with friends and not saying I'm restricted to this or that. And also overall, I think it's just having that mentality that it's okay. It's absolutely okay to eat that food without feeling guilty or and also not depriving myself for sure I've done a lot of depriving in my life and I never want to be in that place again Mm. so uh, yeah beautiful balance for me is flexibility coming from a very fixed mindset it's also growth like continuously growing and also enjoying joy. Like you said, you have to find joy in eating because I forgot that eating is not just about shoving food in your mouth. Like it's, it's a whole process of looking at what you're putting in and just Maybe even having a connection with your food, you know? Mm. Because, like I said, it's it's a ritual. Like, if you can make a re- ritual out of what you put in your body, you know, the then you kind of, yeah, I think it's a, a very different relationship that we end up having with food. Yeah, I love that. So could you share where my listeners can find you and what's on the horizon for Inner Power? Yeah. Um, So you can absolutely follow me um, on Instagram, which I'm mostly present. It's um, 
Instagram, www Instagram, um, for slash inner dot pwr because i love a play on words so it's inner power but it's pwr and also uh, my website is um, innerpower.com same and i'm actually in the process of making a course calling it's called the inner power method um, and i'm just super excited it's all about how to stop doubting yourself and start embracing you know, your inner power and just showing what you have to give to the world. So I'm super stoked about that. Um, I am also very, very grateful for you giving me this opportunity to chat with you and um, yeah, to, to your listeners. And if anybody has any questions, um, absolutely, you can either DM me or Instagram or uh, reach out to me on my website. Like I said, it's um, innerpower.com and I will get back to you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Emma. This was an amazing conversation. I had so much fun chatting with you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. If you loved it, would you take a screenshot and share it with a friend over on Instagram and tag me in it? It helps me so much to know what you love and are taking away from each episode. If you really loved it, would you hop over to iTunes and give me a star rating and review? Every rating and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear the message of balance and wellness without deprivation. It's the best free gift you could give me. And as a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are meant for education and inspiration only and are not to be taken as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with a trusted practitioner before making any changes. Have a beautiful day, friend, and I'll see you in the next episode.